Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered him, you know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined as always by my good friend, my pal from down there in Southern Rockville Center, New York, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing just fine, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is good. We, we talked about the commandments last time, the first three, which have to do with our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Now let's take on the remaining seven, which have to do with our relationship with the world and how we should live, you know, what they mean to us and how we can apply them. So let's just touch on each one of them, starting with the fourth commandment, honor thy father and thy mother. Um, it has a lot more to do with just being good to your parents, right, Frank? Yeah, and this is a commandment. It's so important. It gives us a reason uh, for keeping it, you know, that that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Yes. And it, it make you know, it, it's common sense. If you have a society that honors its mother and its father, it's going to last a long time. But if you don't, the opposite will uh, happen. But today, a lot of parents don't believe their children need to honor them because it implies like an authority figure, which which many parents don't like. Instead, they want to be liked by their children, not honored. And the Bible doesn't demand that we like our parents for whatever reason, you know, could be psychological or personal, because it may not be possible to like your parents. It does, however, demand that we honor them, because if parents are not honored by their children, they're merely peers. And let's face it, a mother and father is higher than any friend or any person you come across, right? So we, we have to honor them. And, and children uh, have to recognize that they are a moral authority. And if it doesn't start at home and you don't learn respect there, how are you going to learn to respect teachers, coaches, law enforcement, or any authority? And how will they learn to love and honor God, right? Yeah, good points there. But, you know, we're dependent on our parents when we're young for everything, mm-hmm. f- food and clothing, protection, education. And then when we become parents, our children are dependent on us. But then our parents get old and they become dependent on us. So we always have to grapple with those, uh, with the guilt, really, about the, the choices we have to make about simultaneously raising our children and taking responsibility for our parents. And it's a yeah. burden for a lot of us. But we have to do everything in our power, according to this commandment, to help our parents maintain their sense of dignity, whether it's dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever affliction they have, we have to do everything we can to make sure that they receive loving, prayerful, pastoral care, everything we can. All right, that's the fourth. Let's go to the fifth commandment, thou shall not kill. Now, since the time that Cain killed his brother uh, or murdered his brother Abel, mankind has broken this commandment in every century, in every society, and it touches many aspects. So let's see where we can unpack this first. The Catholic Church, as we know, is pro-life because Mm -hmm. in the Bible, it says God created man in his image, Uh, male and female. He created them and God looked at everything he made and found it very good since God made everything and found it very good. And since God made mankind in his own image, then man is holy or sacred. And so we believe in the sacredness of human life. That's the basis and foundation of a moral vision of society. And that leads to the life and dignity of the human person. Right, Frank? Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the fact, you know, Cain, you know, killed rather murdered. There's a difference between killing and murdering, right? Killing can be just, 
in, in like a just war or in self-defense. But immoral killing is intrinsically evil. That's murder. That's like when you take the life of an innocent child or, or uh, you know, you, uh, physician-assisted suicide or, you know, euthanasia. You know, I remember uh, Mother Angelica telling a story of, about a mystic who was praying to Jesus. And she asked Jesus, you know, uh, how come you haven't sent anybody to cure uh, these terrible diseases we have like cancer. And Jesus responded that I've sent many, but you've aborted them all. You know, think about that. We can't kill innocent life. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus in, in, in the Sermon on the Mount said, you have heard it said that thou shalt not kill. But I say to you, anyone who's angry with his brother has already committed a, a sin. So he doesn't even want us to harbor anger in our hearts. So the fifth commandment is a major challenge for us all. All right. The sixth commandment, you shall not commit adultery. What do we do with that one? Well, divorce was really big in the time of in the time of Moses. And, and when Moses came down with the Ten Commandments, he said to them, I have good news and I have bad news for you guys. He said, all right, we'll start. Give us the good news. And Moses said, well, I got him down to 10. He said, what's the bad news? He said, adultery stays. Yeah, 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 that's right. Well, it was important back then, as you say, but I think it still applies big time in these days. I mean, again, it's 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 teaching us that, of course, we cannot and should not cheat on our wives. But anything that violates the relationship is is a sin. Am I right? Yeah, it hurts the family unit. I mean, anything that hurts the family, you know, breaks God's law. I mean, Marriage is a sacrament. You know, I know it's a little bit off topic, but marriage is a sacrament. It's not a piece of paper. Ask, you, ask yourself, what are you doing as a, as a spouse to make your spouse and marriage better? And I, and I talk to the men out there and I say, your wife is like, is higher than a friend. I know you hear the expression all the time. My wife's my best friend. My husband's my best friend. They're higher than that. Yep. All right. And, and they deserve that respect. And when, when somebody cheats on somebody, it, it, it breaks that. And, and all as the person can think about is scheming and lying. And it, it just, it just, it's really, really bad. You know, it takes work marriage and it's not, it's, it doesn't happen by magic. No, as we say always that, you know, there's you and your wife and then there's the marriage and both of you have to work to, to preserve it. And and even yeah. things like uh, visiting websites that are tempting or using bad words in public or in, in uh, your, if your actions aren't well thought of. It's something that harms the marriage. We have to be very careful to uh, to take care of our marriage. Right. Okay. All right. Seven. You shall not steal. What about that? Well, it's an open-ended commandment, right? Which means you, you can't take anything from another, right? But one of the things that people don't think about is when they steal somebody's dignity. And the way people do that is when they treat people like they're better than them. And that, that I think, is something that's very overlooked. I know you have some thoughts on no, it. No, it's true. I, I didn't think about that. But the, the bottom line on stealing is do I pay my debts? Do I try to avoid my debt? Do I cheat on my taxes? Do I cheat on my right. expense account? I mean, those are those are easy temptations. Do I waste time? That's stealing also. Or, or uh, do I spend money on frivolous things? Do I gamble at all? You know, do I ever take anything that's not mine? That's the bottom line on on number seven. All right, eight is you shall not bear false witness. I think the big one on this one is if do I need to tell a story about somebody else to make myself feel better? 
Is it helping if I'm gossiping about somebody to put them down? What am I trying to do here? Build myself up? So I think that's the thing to be very careful about, right? You have to lying is 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 always wrong. I mean, there's no, uh, it, you know, if people lie, there's no justice, and if there's no justice, there's no civilization. You know, a notion must be based on truth. I mean, you look at the the Russian newspaper, right? Pravda is a good example of that of the party's own truth taking precedent over the truth. You know, well, there's no such thing as my truth and your truth. There's only the truth. And also, that truth is Jesus Christ. And every time we get caught, every time we get caught lying, then then it comes the cover up and the next lie, which covers it up so it doesn't happen again. So it's a it, this is one where you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, am I, am I being uncharitable? to put other people down so I will feel better. It's a bad one. All right, right. Frank, nine and 10, let's take them together. You shall not covet thy neighbor's wife. You shall not covet, covet thy neighbor's goods. What about all this? Desiring what other people have. What should we think about this? Yeah, it it's the only commandment that prohibits a thought because when you have these thoughts, that leads to breaking of commandments six, seven, and eight. You know, to the covet, to covet something to the point of wanting to own it. Uh, that's the sin. Um, and, and I think that, um, you know, it's not about like complimenting somebody's nice house or their car or whatever like that. But when you when when it really gets in your gut and you really want, you know, you, you're, you're angry that they have it and that you don't. That's that's where the problem comes in. Yeah, I've got to be careful, too, about making jokes or insinuations you know, with someone else's wife that could be mm-hmm. seen as unhealthy flirtatious. That doesn't help. You have to be respectful of that. And when you visit people's homes and you feel like, man, I wish this was my house. Uh, are you really greedy and selfish? Are you really thinking that that someone else's life is better than yours? Well, that's, that's the absence of gratitude. And that's, right. uh, that's, <clears throat> that's the sin. All right. How do you want to wrap this up? Well, the Ten Commandments, they hold us morally accountable, right? And there's no document in world history that's changed the world for better, like the Ten Commandments. I mean, their author is God Himself. You know, we would be uh, we'd be wise to keep them, right? Not only that, but we can use them now as a template for examination of conscience. Mm-hmm. I tried this this Lent. You know, if you if you if I'm able to honestly ask myself if I have disobeyed the commandments, I find that I have transgressed or not fulfilled the proscriptions of each and every one of the Ten Commandments, to be honest about it. And yet somehow, by holding myself to that standard, I believe that the divine mercy of forgiveness is available to me and to all of us. Am I right? Yeah. Say amen. Yep. Amen. God bless. All right, Frank. Listen, this is a good one. Uh, Talk to you next time. Meanwhile, folks, don't forget to like us or follow us, or please send an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I'll see you next time. Love you a lot. Take care, Deacon. Thanks.